0: What up? What up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to the Spun Today podcast, the only podcast that is anchored in writing, but unlimited in scope. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and I appreciate you listening. This is episode 248 of the Spun Today podcast, the Thanksgiving edition. Hopefully, you're enjoying it with you and yours. And if you're taking a break between stuffing your faces and watching football, I appreciate you taking the time to listen. This episode might be on the shorter side, but didn't want to leave you all hanging. And on a positive note, you can get back to your festivities that much sooner. In this episode, I'll be speaking about Ralph Barboza's latest comedy special, Cowabunga. And I'll be telling you about a couple of TV shows, series that have come to an end. Shows that I've broken down seasons of in the past, done a deep dive on each. And although their final seasons were enjoyable. They didn't really warrant, at least for me, the like deep dive of the entire series, but definitely wanted to give them honorable mentions nonetheless. So stick around for all that good stuff. But first I wanted to tell you guys about a quick way you can help support this show if you so choose. First off, if you're doing any Black Friday or early Christmas shopping, please don't forget to use all the affiliate links on my website, spuntoday.com forward slash support, but you'll find the Amazon links and discounts to a bunch of other goodies like Athletic Greens, mock-up Shots if you're a writer, Libsyn if you're a podcaster or thinking of starting your own podcast, Stitch Fix if you want to update that wardrobe, or perhaps gift a box for the holidays. You'll find all those affiliate links there that will not only help support this podcast, but also give you some pretty cool discounts spuntoday.com forward slash support aside from that here is another quick way you can help support the spun today podcast and then we will jump right into the episode support the spun today podcast by following me on social at spun today on twitter at spun today on instagram please also check out and like my facebook page facebook.com forward slash spun today and subscribe to my youtube page as well on my YouTube page, not only will you get these full-length episodes, but you'll also get to check out some chopped-up clips and bonus content. To get to my YouTube page, just search Spunt Today on YouTube or click on any of the YouTube icons on the footer of my website. Also, don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're listening. It really does help. Ralph Barbosa's comedy special, Cowabunga. Ralph is a young comedian. He is a Mexican-American from Texas. I first saw him like just by chance. I was watching something else on HBO and like the app recommended I forget exactly what it was. I think it was like a, a Latino comedians like montage or like a like the finalist of some competition or something like that. But it was essentially two half-hour specials, one of which was Ralph's and the other was a young lady who I don't remember, unfortunately. But from that HBO half-hour, I thought he was dope, super funny, that I'm sure would have a, a great comedic career. He's in his mid-20s, I want to say, 26, 27, maybe 28. But he was really funny. He had really good callbacks. I think I broke down that special, perhaps, in the past year on, on the podcast. I'm not remembering offhand right now, but he had some great callbacks in it. Good joke writing something about him. He has a like a very calm, laid back, kind of like seems high all the time, like that type of demeanor. Um, But that demeanor helps hold your attention in an interesting way as an audience member, and he has bits and, you know, like bigger chunks. But I think of his comedy more, and I don't know if this is accurate to say, but at least this is like the, what I think of when I think about his comedy, he has more like non sequiturs, like one liners, one or two liners that stand out more, at least for me, from his his bits and, and bigger chunks that I really enjoy because it highlights how much of an attention to detail he pays to just mundane everyday situations and happenings that we all encounter and how he's able to take those and make them funny which is great and i I, i'll i'm looking forward to seeing how he continues to like evolve and grow within his craft and he's again already really really good super funny and enjoyable he has this dope bit on this new special cowabunga available on netflix by the way if i didn't mention that earlier where he's talking about water, bottled water and that was like a big feat that he drank a water today because he, all he normally drinks is soda which is definitely relatable <laughs> especially like when i was younger definitely not anymore that catches up to you but i could literally remember like my teenage years drinking zero water and nothing but like soda and like iced tea that's how i would get Technically H2O is by, you know, make, mixing my own fucking brisk nest tea or something like that in a big jug of water But he parlays that into speaking about like fancy waters and you know and like Fiji bottles And he just had me dying because he he was like One of the the shittiest waters that people bottle of water that people judge you about Is when you drink Dasani and he was like, but I don't mind Dasani it reminds me of my childhood because it tastes like manguera, <laughs> which for my Hispanically challenged folks out there, manguera is uh, hose water. So it tastes like the water from the hose that you used to drink when you were a kid. He has another one that's super funny about like being religious, like we're growing up, you know, with re- religious family members and not going to church. And he's like, folks like that, like him, you know, have like the same kind of mentality where it's like you feel like if you're good enough, you'll get into heaven. And that god is kind of like the police chief in the movies That at the end he tell he he's scolding the young detective and he's like you don't play by the book but you're a damn good detective get in here and that's essentially like how god's gonna be when you get to the pearly gates and he's done a, a lot of pods and, and interviews where i've been able to see more into into his personality and how he is like offstage. As He's uh, promoting this latest special. So if you're into that kind of stuff, definitely check him out. He's done Neil Brennan's blogs. He's done Flagrant with Andrew Schultz. He's done Camp with Mark Agnon, Felipe Esparza's podcast. He did a big boy interview, and I'm sure there's a bunch more. So definitely check those out if you're interested. And definitely, absolutely, check out his latest comedy special, Ralph Barboza, Cowabunga. Available now on Netflix. So, like I mentioned in the intro, there's a bunch of TV shows that have had their series finales have come to an end. Some of which, by the way, happened months ago. And all of these shows I've broken down previous seasons of by taking deep dives into each one and giving them their own little segment here. but. I'm not doing so for their finale, ironically, for a few reasons. Their final seasons didn't resonate with me as much as their previous seasons. Not that they were bad, just that they didn't resonate as much, you know, they weren't bangers like I thought each of the previous seasons were. Some were better than others, but that's one reason. Another reason is some of these ended months ago, maybe even a year ago. I'm just late to catching up and actually watching them. But just from a historical look back perspective of this podcast you know being that i did break them down in the past uh for previous seasons wanted to at least mention their their finales here and the shows are dave billions better call Saul, and the shy so start off with dave the first third or 25 percent of the season started off great i thought like right on on pace with previous seasons that first episode when you know in in this season he's like uber famous and this is one episode the first episode where this girl is pretending not to know who he is all night claims to be from this small town and you know he as a big artist where he's always being recognized kind of gets pulled towards that oh let me you know hang out with the quote-unquote common folk and he kind of likes the girl. But she and her friends knew exactly who he was and were pl- were all like plotting on him the entire time. <laughs> so like blew up in his face, that was a dope episode. Then the second episode, which w- was all about a video shoot, was a cool episode. I especially liked it, the way it was shot, the way it was di- directed. They did a lot of hectic looking camera angles. The camera would change from like frame to frame to frame and all the shots weren't centered and it was like sporadic and all over the place and i felt that that was an interesting way to film it because it lined up with randomly dave the character thinks now he could be speaking about one thing then goes off on the tangent then from that tangent splits off into three other tangents then circles back to the other the original thing he was talking about and i felt that that's what the, the the director of that episode was was intending to show and it was a, a funny episode there was a scene where reminded me a bit of like a Kirby enthusiasm type of scene where he's at a starbucks and the barista says a coffee for jew jew are you jew coffee for jew and he's like getting offended he's like oh my god Is He really just like <laughs> because i'm jewish and the coffee happens to be for a Korean guy named the Jew. So that was funny. But yeah, that episode kind of reminded me of the way, like, Birdman, the movie was shot. Kind of like with the camera angles jumping all over the place. And thought it was interesting. But from there on out, and the rest of the season was good, it just fell off for me. And I felt... Like it was trying to be Atlanta-ish, if that makes sense. I feel like Atlanta was so such a seminal show and that it kind of invented its own way of doing TV. Like its own genre, if you will. And I felt like the second half or the second, you know, half to three quarters of the final season of Dave was trying to emulate that. And it didn't do it as well, in my opinion, as Atlanta, for example, but it was definitely a good season, a great series in general that I highly recommend for folks to check out. Billions season seven. So this one out of all the the series to me had the best ending and by best, I mean the most satisfying. It was like every single thing that I was rooting for as a viewer, so I'm sure many of you every single thing tied out in the positive note that you wanted it to. Even to the very unlikely teaming up and friendship, if you will, of Chuck Rhodes and Bobby Axelrod kind of joining forces to defeat their mutual enemy in Mike Prince. And it did so in a way that was contrary, I feel, to like the formula of like the external want and the internal want having to be opposites in order to like satisfy the viewer or consumer of of the story i feel like at the end here at least for all the main characters they all got what they wanted they got closure in relationships like with chuck and his dad wendy with chuck and it seemed like they were on path to putting their family back together wendy with her career wendy with bobby axelrod you know blazing her own path and kind of they both kind of turned their backs on that idea of them hooking up and getting together, which was I just thought gross <laughs> when, when that happened. Wendy's relationship with Taylor Mason, Taylor's relationship to remain independent but with the full blessing of Bobby and running her philanthropic arm—all the secondary characters—it it was dope. It was it was really satisfying. For like each each character arc was just like ended in a high note. It felt. And that was like the main takeaway of, of that final season. And I did like like the lead in for the, for the series, how like the very first scene was the very first scene of the first episode was a flashback scene. In well, actually, a, a flash forward scene. So it showed you how the series was going to end. Then it flashed back to present day. And then every episode after that was like leading up to that moment. So you're kind of like anticipating what the fuck was that blow up about? So made it kind of like Ocean's Eleven-esque in, in that way. And there were a couple lines of dialogue that I really enjoyed here that I jotted down. So let me read those to you. First up is, control is often an expression of fear. Next one is, those words just fell out of your mouth like a meth head's teeth. <laughs> and I like this one. Whatever happened way before memory, that's what drives us. So yeah, definitely a dope season. Sorry, a dope series. Very good season. Love the ending. Very satisfying. And that's Billion's season. Better Call Saul season six, if I'm not mistaken, was the series finale, which ended over a year ago. And I just finished up probably a few weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago. Very late. So I think that probably has a lot to do with the series feeling to me as a bit of a letdown, the series finale rather, just because I've been disconnected from it for for so long. But Better Call Saul, which is the prequel to Breaking Bad, which is arguably you know top three series all time. I thought Better Call Saul, which again is the prequel, after the success of Better Call Saul. It was the prequel that Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould were you know, able to make and wanted to center around one of the secondary characters of Breaking Bad, which was Saul Goodman, a.k.a. Jimmy McGill. And the series itself could be its own standalone series. Like if you didn't never watch Breaking Bad, you could watch Better Call Saul. And there's some like Easter eggs and stuff like that from Breaking Bad that you obviously won't get, which is definitely not necessary to, to follow. And the series itself is very interesting in just seeing how all those characters tie into the Breaking Bad story. And obviously, you know, it's kind of like reverse engineering because Better Call Saul was made after Breaking Bad. So it's easier in a sense because you know where all the characters, just from a creative perspective, I'm thinking. It's easier from a creative perspective because you know where each character needs to end up. But it's also confining in a sense because you know you can find to certain things that you can or cannot do based on where those characters have to end up. You know what I mean? Very interesting creative exercise to do there, to do like a prequel to to an existing story. But this series is definitely a masterclass on that. You know, what Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould were able to do there is really, really dope. Now the final season itself, it was a bit anticlimactic for me. It was kind of fitting in how it ended just with Jimmy and and Kim and how self-sabotage prone they always were and Jimmy's like main character trait at least to me is kind he it's kind of like a like a gambling addict like he like the risk of like getting away with shit and being a con man and giving up a good thing just to start from the bottom and like try to make his way back up and then giving that up and cutting corners Living on the edge in that way and trying to get criminals off of crimes by finding loopholes and tricks within the law and the legal system, like the momentum of those kinds of traits and instincts, a lot of which Kim's character also exhibited and and obviously partook in, kind of led them to like the inevitable ending that they had. Which again, when it ended, I was kind of like, that's it? That's how it's going to end? but it definitely was fitting. It was crazy how Howard Hamlin got got by fucking Lalo. That was unexpected. And how Mike's character, as always, trusty trusty old Mike, part of the cleanup crew, made all that shit go away. And you see Salamanca's rise. And it was pretty cool from all those aspects to, to see. Again, similar to like a few of the others, good season, not great. Anticlimactic. Didn't love the ending at all. Not a not a big fan of the ending, but it was fitting for those characters. But the series itself, and again, the the fact that it's a prequel to one of the greatest series of all time and that it could stand on its own is definitely definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen the Better Call Saul series. And the last thing I'll say about it is that I still think that it was a missed opportunity, a missed creative opportunity. And I'm saying this completely selfishly, by the way, cause it's an, an idea that I had that didn't really pan out. <laughs> but early on in, in Better Call Saul, there was a point where they started showing the black and white gene flashbacks. But you didn't know if it were flashbacks, flash forwards, you didn't know like what it was. It would just show Jimmy's character, AKA Saul Goodman, was also known as gene at one point in time when he went into like witness protection or something It was showing scenes of him working at a cinnabon or well, not in witness protection actually he was like just in like self-hiding with a vacuum cleaner salesman that like makes people like disappear and shit. he just again couldn't help himself and his nature was just to be who he was and got himself caught again but before was revealed like the the order of that how that was who Saul Goodman wanted be becoming. I thought it would have been a good idea if that Gene character was like in between the Saul Goodman that we knew from Breaking Bad and Jimmy McGill. And that something occurred to make him have to go into either witness protection or something, where he had to be that gene character, and then he invented the Saul Goodman character to get out of that like gene character world or whatever, but I digress anyway better call Saul check it out the shy has also come to an end much more recently and I'm actually still not completely finished watching it I have like an episode or two to go but definitely thought it deserved an honorable mention here there's actually a bunch more that I like from this series than I believe the previous one but it could also be you know recency recency bias i mean the three main characters in kevin jake and papa we started when the shy started they were all like children like elementary school kids and now they're at least in the series graduated from high school you know grown up in that sense you know before our eyes before you know over the several seasons that the show's been on five i believe maybe six and with this season, uh, final season does well is that it shows a lot of like flashback scenes like Kevin for example he graduated high school he's still into gaming, he's taking it uh, professional, he got like sponsored by like a gaming team he wound up moving out and getting his own place and then from there parlaying that into being able to move to California in pursuit of this untraditional untraditional job or like passion of his which is gaming. And there's scenes with him on the train, which are really cool, where he's like, as he's on the train going through different neighborhoods, remembering, like, oh, that's where we used to ride our bikes. And it shows like a flashback scene of them two riding bikes, or like running through the school, or like getting kissed by, by Maisha the first time, and sad things like when Kugi died and his brother, et cetera, et cetera. And as it shows like those flashback scenes, you're like, oh shit, they were really little. Like they looked mad little. And you see them now like in this final season I was like damn these kids i really did fucking grow up yo know, time flies that's crazy and i follow a lot of them online a lot of like the characters and the writers uh of the series and when they were filming the the final series and like wrapping up for certain characters that you know they had shot all their scenes so they, they weren't going to return to set they're all like crying and like happy sad bittersweet about that happening obviously but i can just imagine how much like tighter of a of a relationship they all have on set like the the folks that were there for years and years not just the actors but like all the cast and crew and writers directors must be a a pretty special relationship but yeah also in this series duda is in full force as usual it's like the devil reincarnate just like taking over the the city and a lot of the characters are grappling with Duda to one degree or another. Emmett gets winds up getting tied up with him while feeling like pressure pressures to give his family a better life and kind of get ahead of himself. And you know he's doing well. He he started the the business or took over the Smokies business, beginning to do well. He's with Keisha, trying to do the family thing as well but he, he he's like a little over ambitious in you know wanting the house wanting the car wanting to buy his baby mama a car wanting to expand the business etc wanting to get to where you'd think he'd inevitably inevitably get to anyway but much sooner and then that allowed Duda the little wiggle room that he needed to entice Emmett and then get him like roped up in, in his bullshit and that's a storyline throughout the throughout this final series the folks like Papa's father the minister he speaks out against Duda and evil and stuff like that he well you know he went to prison in previous seasons for allowing Duda to wash his money like through the church and repented for it and and kind of pushed back on Duda when he wanted to do it again and Duda winds up killing him it was fucking sad prior to that happening though I thought it was pretty cool pa- Papa, um, Papa's pulpit, his podcast and his father he invited his father to it and you know they spoke about differences that they were having and differences of opinion and just like growth and what it's like to be a father Papa's perspective what it's like to be his son and it was a, a dope heart to heart that they had there on a podcast which is always pretty cool to see and when papa was giving the eulogy for his father i thought it was interesting he like he mentioned how he his father is who he wanted to be proud of him i think a lot of us sons feel that way and his father is who he always wanted to impress and then also had the realization that we have to write our own moral code to live by for ourselves and not only live someone else's even if it's our own father's I thought that was a, a good uh, coming of age moment, if you will, for for Papa's character. What I also thought was was pretty dope in the series, like they have a like this emphasis on mental health and therapy. Like there's a scene with Keisha and her mom, and them going to therapy to work on their bullshit, not you know diminishing their issues, but I'm saying like their their shit, their shit within their relationship. And Victor, who won a city council he started this like group therapy session type of thing where a bunch of the men in the community could go to and speak about their feelings speak about their stresses just have some place to speak on shit that's bothering them and i think those were good very good things to show and depict in a series like this you know it's a A way to help normalize those could be very helpful tools within the community. And yeah, it's a really good season so far. I'm excited to see how it ends and and wraps up. But yeah, it's had its ups and downs. There was like one or two seasons ago, I think, is the one that I was just like, all right, this is just the way they... Everybody was fucking everybody. It was just like, what? How does that... Huh? (laughs) How does that even... I don't know. It just like the mental math of it just didn't add up so it kind of lost me for a bit but you know obviously i stuck with the series want to see it through and i'm glad to see where it's at where it's headed and appreciative of lena waith the creator and uh, the other writers over there at the shy for putting together a really great series and that is the shy series finale available on showtime And that, folks, was episode 248 of the Spun Today podcast. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen. I appreciate each and every one of you for doing so. If you're listening to this on Thanksgiving when the episode releases or around it, I hope you had a good one. Hope you enjoyed yourselves, your families, your friends, and hope you found time for yourself, for your creative craft. Please stick around for just a couple more minutes you can listen to a few different ways that you can help support this show if you so choose. And remember, if you're doing any early holiday shopping, please visit visit com forward slash support where you can use a bunch of my affiliate links to do some of your shopping, whether it be on Amazon, Stitch Fix, Mockup Shots, Libsyn, and more. SpunToday.com forward slash support means a ton. Until next time. Peace. What's up, folks? Tony here. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I enjoy producing it for you. Here are a few quick ways you can help support this show. You can support the Spunt Today podcast by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. There you'll find my merch section where you can cop the iconic podcasts versus anybody t-shirt in a wide variety of different colors, and all different sizes. Also, if you're into cycling, you can cop the super soft, comfortable, minimalist design, Spun Today Bike Club t-shirt. Also available in a bunch of different colors, and all different sizes. There are a few other designs of different types of t-shirts, definitely go there and check it out, spuntoday.com forward slash support. It's the merch section. where you can also get a dope coffee mug. I have coffee mugs with the brand new redesigned spun today logo on one side and the tagline that i end every show with on the other which is start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams the mug is available in both black and white because we don't discriminate here at the spun today podcast again go to spuntoday.com forward slash support and check out the merch section you can support the spun today podcast by checking out my writing you can go to spuntoday.com forward slash free and check out some of my free association writing, which is intended to be some cathartic free writing, but oftentimes doubles down as motivation for myself and others. At spuntoday.com forward slash short stories, you can read a bunch of the different short stories that I've written and actually listen to the audiobook versions of those short stories there as well. Another way you can help support my writing is by going to spuntoday.com forward slash books and checking out what I have in store for sale. Digital copies are available in all formats, whether it be Kindle, iBooks, or a different type of e-reader. You can also purchase paperback copies if that's your preferred reading method. Currently available, I have my nonfiction Make Way For You, which is a collection of freely written thoughts that were curated and put together as tips for getting out of your own way. Also available is my debut time travel novel, titled Fractal. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash books to show your support. Support the spun Today podcast by following me on social at spun Today on Twitter, at Spuntoday on Instagram. Please also check out and like my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Spuntoday and subscribe to my YouTube page as well. On my YouTube page, not only will you get these full length episodes, but you'll also get to check out some chopped up clips and bonus content. To get to my YouTube page, just search Spunt Today on YouTube or click on any of the YouTube icons on the footer of my website. Also, don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're listening. It really does help. The Spunt Today newsletter is available to each and every one of my listeners absolutely for free. All you have to do is go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and drop in your email address. What I'm going to do is brighten up everybody's least favorite day of the week by delivering five curated things within my weekly newsletter every Monday at noon. You're gonna receive a photo of the week, a recommended podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts from an array of varied interests. I cherry pick the very best ones so that you can check them out. I also share a video of the week, which can be anything from a tasty recipe to a dope rap battle to an enlightening TED talk. I also share a quote of the week, And finally, for my fellow wordsmiths out there, a word of the week so that you can step up your vocab. Again, this curated list is yours absolutely free by going to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and dropping in your email address. And you can unsubscribe at any time. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe, drop in your email address, and you'll get the very next one. If you want to help support the Spunt Today podcast financially, You can do so by going to Sponsorate.com forward slash support. Here you'll find a few different ways that you can do so. You can shop on Amazon, but first go to my website, Sponsorate.com forward slash support. Click on the Amazon banner, which will take you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It will not cost you anything extra, but I will get credit for driving traffic to their website. Another cool way that you can help support this show is through Patreon, where you can set up a reoccurring Donations to my podcast, whether it be $1 per show, $2 per show, etc. And depending on how much you choose to pledge, you will receive some Patreon perks in return. Things like free writing pieces, free bookmarks, free digital copies of my books, etc. Again, my Patreon link can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. You can also set up similar recurring payments via my Kofi page. And if you want to send a one-time happiness bomb donation, if you will, you can do so via my PayPal link. Again, all of which can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. If you're a fellow creative, a cool way that you can help support the Spun Today podcast and actually be part of the podcast is by filling out my five question questionnaire located at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. Here you'll find the five open questions related to your craft, your art, what inspires you to create, what type of unrelated hobbies you're into, and what motivates you to get your work done. You can choose to remain anonymous or plug your website and your work. And once you submit your questionnaire, I read your responses on a future episode of the Spun Today podcast. It's completely free at no cost to you. And what I like to say about it is that if your responses could potentially spark inspiration in someone else, why not share that? spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire and as always folks substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams thanks for listening i love you aiden i love you daddy i love you grayson Hello, Daddy.